Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the podcast. This is Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. <laughs> I'm here with my boyfriend, Chris Convey. We're in Los Angeles, California. Why was everyone laughing? What's happening? <laughs> Nick Glazer's podcast. Nick Glazer podcast. Well, I was doing like, really low end before we started, and I just decided, like, I was leaning back in my chair as the show was starting, and I was like, be professional, bitch. And so then it snapped into like talking way too fast. <laughs> and uh, I need to find some happy medium, you know, like I want to be a professional, but I want to be authentic and I want people to be able to understand what I say. It sounds like you're auditioning to be a game show host. And welcome to Nickelodeon. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I am kind of. That would be a sweet gig. Uh, welcome to the show. Chris Convy is here with me in California and uh, uh, Anya and Brian Frangi, Anya, Marina, Brian Frangi are here. No, Noah is here as well. Um, the whole gang is together. Uh, I invented ju- a game show. You did? Yeah, I did. And then it was stolen from me. And then <gasps> I actually went and auditioned for it to be a contestant. And I didn't get on. <laughs> what? And I was like, I made this show. <laughs> Wait a second. What is the show? Oh, it, well, it's a, it's a show. And it can also be a party game for your friends and family to okay. play at events or parties, I guess. It's called Lincoln Words. And it's... Uh, I kind of forgot how to play it, but you start off with a word, uh, and this is before, if you heard of this game, this is before, I came up with this before you heard of it. Okay. This was like 10 years ago, but um, also there might be another game from the 70s that's very similar, but there is a, you start with a word, and you know, like compound words, like um, trash chute or garbage truck, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So you start off with a word and then you have like like a wordle type board and you have like five chances to get to um another word. The yeah, to get to another word. That's cool. Lincoln yeah. words. I don't like it's the name Lincoln words because it like makes me think president? we're going to talk about Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. bores me, and I don't want to see that show. But I do like this game. is really fun. We should play this sometime. It's a fun game, and I have a bunch of rules. Um, <laughs> of oh, that's do. exciting! <laughs> <laughs> you have to spin a cool. three-four sided die, and if you, <laughs> what are no, the rules? I mean, what it, could the rules be? Well, one of the rules is you, if you're in a circle, like like if you're playing catchphrase or something like that, you're in a circle. If you're in a circle, um. And you try to think of a Lincoln word. If the person, uh, you try to think Ball. of a Lincoln word, and then the person, if you can't think Gunshot. of a Lincoln word, then you can say. Hold on. How are uh, you spelling Lincoln? L I N K I N. Like Lincoln Park. Okay. Yeah, like Lincoln Park. Um, if you can't think of a Lincoln so word. One way. Because you think that the previous <laughs> word is too difficult to link with, then mm-hmm. you can say challenge. Oh. And the person before you has to then come up with the Lincoln word. And if they can't come up with a Lincoln word, then they lose because they gave you a shitty word to link with. So Let's then play. you tried out for this game that was the game stolen from you? Or is it like the idea that Elizabeth Gilbert has where if you don't capitalize on your ideas, they will find someone else's brain and find a way out? Yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert, definitely. I mean, I didn't have any means to capitalize on this. Like, it's not like if you come up with a game show, you can just go to Merv Griffin. Well, you said it was stolen from you, so I didn't know if that it was a real thing. Because the other day, you did tell me of a show that was seemingly, like, you pitched a show, and then a show came out on that same network that was so similar to your idea. Yes, I can talk about that. Yeah, please. It's insane. This is insane. In 2017 or something, or 2018, I pitched a show to Fox called Models on Mars. It was an animated narrative show that the premise of the show was there is a a producer who pitches a reality show uh, called Models on Mars where they would take 20 influencers or uh, celebrities and fly them to a recently abandoned Mars colony on mm-hmm. Mars. And they do a reality show in a big house on Mars and have to do all these Mars challenges. Wait, and, I have a dumb question. Okay. But don't make fun of me. Is it a reality show or is it a mock reality show? This is a cartoon. <laughs> this is an animated narrative <laughs> <laughs> and they can't go to Mars yet. Wait, why oh, yeah. is Anya laughing? I don't even understand. Because I think Anya is questioning, like, is this really going to happen? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I the think answer we... is no. I mean, we're on our way. Oh. So it's not the okay, dumbest so... question. <laughs> okay, so in this world, there was a Mars colony constructed that did not happen yet in real life. And then it was abandoned because the public will uh, aban- didn't want to pay the taxes anymore. So they abandoned this. Mars colony, and then this production company came in and decided to take advantage of it by putting a reality show in the in the colony there. So it's a colony with all science shit, but then they removed all the science shit and replaced it with like a indoor, like an underground pool and a foam pit and stuff. Okay. Um, so they fly all of these models to Mars with a small skeleton production crew, and then on on the way to the Mars colony, the nuclear apocalypse happens on Earth. And everybody dies. And so this small production company and 20 of the worst people in human existence, influencers and stuff like that, are responsible for repopulating the human uh, society on Mars Mm -hmm. and also surviving without any help. So I pitched that show 
Um, people said, oh, it's such a great idea. I love you, Bri. You're the best. You're so funny. We're definitely going to make this. <laughs> and then Matt and then, Damon of course- shows up in The Martian. And that is what <laughs> someone stole his idea. No. So three days later, you know, you get an email that says, oh, we actually hate you. Fuck you. And then you <laughs> is don't get Is that what happens? It. You get an email? Because sometimes I feel like they just don't ever tell you. Yeah. God, they love telling you how great you are in the room, though, don't they? That's the Hollywood hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I. Uh, <laughs> so this year, um, as some of you may know, uh, Fox. Because I the- advertised it on this podcast. <gasps> yes. Nikki <laughs> voice asked for it. Yes. I did reads Fox, for this. Fox comes out with a reality show called what's it called? Stars on Mars. Stars on Mars. Stars on Mars. It's a real reality show. It's not an animated narrative show. It's a reality show where they made some Mars colony mock-up and they're taking celebrities and influencers and putting them in a big house and forcing them to survive on quote unquote Mars. It's hosted by um, where is it really? Like Tarzana? Mm. I don't know, but yeah, it's hosted by It's just like a mock-up of, I haven't seen it yet, but it's, I did see one clip of it where, because I couldn't just, I just couldn't believe this headline. And it was like, Lance Armstrong gets into a fight with Ariel Winter. Or like, you know, the girl from the, she was like the younger sister in Modern Family. Like the smart yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lance Armstrong is in a screaming fight with her on Stars on Mars. <laughs> what? Because he's like, I'm leaving. And she's like, this isn't what it's about. And all these people are like, you need to stay. We came here as a group. Like, it's like yeah. desperate. Like, and he's just like yes. so intense. And it was like, it actually looked really good. Stars on Mars. Check it out on Fox. <laughs> it's yeah, so that was William my idea Shatner. to parody because the oh, yeah, idea William of Shatner that reality was show was, was so ridiculous. Yeah, William, William Shatner, Shatner is, is ninety something years old. He still got it. Jesus Christ! Um, the, what did you feel when, like, do you think they stole it? For what? What's what's the parallel thought? What do you think is going on there? Um, I think for that, I mean, I I I don't think it was stolen. I just think it was the Here's reason why I was able to come up with the parody idea for the reality show because I thought that. Things are so ridiculous now that this is a realistic possibility, and that's why it was a good pitch, because I thought it could happen. But then four years later, it did happen, although they fudged it because it's not really on Mars, but <laughs> well, I think that's my why. My question is, how did you miss out on the, the title Stars on Mars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because yes. your season isn't even all, it was models and influencers and a, and a mix of people, but you, yeah. you liked the alliteration more than the rhyme. Yeah, I'm a sucker for alliteration, but that's not the only <laughs> time that a show that I pitched was then made. I mean, it happens Do you have protection all the against fucking this? time. No, no, no protection at all. And um, yeah, for people like me, you know, it's like I'm a fucking nobody going in there with my dumb idea. There's nothing stopping them from just taking the idea and, uh, you know, running with it. Like, you know, Kevin Costner has this app out now. Uh, where it's called, I forgot what it's called, but it's like an app where you, it's a location-based storytelling app where you put this app on your phone and then you get to a certain location and then you get, there's, it tells you a story based on where you're standing, based on whatever historical or informational stuff, like sort of like a walking tour. Fiction or nonfiction? It's called audio uh, with A-U-T-I-O. Yeah, audio. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not fiction but anyway I had that idea too I pitched that around nobody fucking wanted to give me money for it (laughs) and then I in 2014 I created a cartoon called Illuminati Incorporated based on my experiences 
with my podcast that I had for seven years. Illumin- I even made shorts for Illuminati mm-hmm. Incorporated. And the premise of the show was a workplace comedy that takes place in the Illuminati. And it, it, it was about the minutia of, corpor- of a corporation, but starring the creatures that were in charge of running this shadow government. And I even made episodes of that cartoon and I put it out on Dan Harmon's little uh, contest project, Channel 101. And I won first place three times in a row. And then I pitched it. I pitched it to Adult Swim. This was before Netflix existed. But then two years ago, um, I was still doing voiceover auditions for animation stuff. I received the sides for a show that like sounds quite a lot like Illuminati Incorporated. And here I am reading sides for some uh, lizard person for this show that I was like, this feels a lot like Illuminati. It's like a workplace comedy. And then two years later, Netflix comes out with a show, a good show which is even more upsetting, mm. called Inside Job, which was a workplace comedy that takes place, at, an animated workplace comedy that takes place in Illuminati headquarters, which, FYI, not the most original idea anyway, so it was just a, a matter of time before someone came out with it. But it sucks because I pitched the show in 2014. They said, this is a shitty idea. You're <laughs> dumb, and we want to cut your head off. And then four years later, they're like, this is Hollywood an amazing Dubai. idea. Yeah. Two seasons. Um, this is unreal. Does this, does this happen to you, Anya, in the yeah. songwriting world? I mean, it happened to Matt. Matt has a song that um is very similar to a Morgan Wallen song. I was just thinking about it. Do you want me to play you a little of it back to back? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is Matt's song from Matt Pontpier, released years, years before the Morgan Wallen song that I'll play you. Um, let me fast forward to... Okay, hold on. Here we go. Okay, so that's a pretty. Uh, that's something you'll remember. It's a good song. Yeah. And now here's here's the so Morgan Wallen song. Okay. So that's a very it- similar progression. Yeah. Is uh, anything no, less authentic similar. than? <laughs> Country music. (laughs) With this kind of country music, I mean, this guy's putting on a voice like you wouldn't believe. I mean, that's not. not You heard the Bo Burnham uh, country music song. Pandering, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If people haven't listened to the Bo Burnham Pandering, it's after this podcast, look it up. It's my favorite thing, I think, ever. Country music, country music fans and people that aren't country music, people that hate country music, everybody should listen to this. It's so funny. No shirt. No shoes, no Jews. You, you didn't, didn't hear, hear that. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and it's like, he just likes, I, I walk and talk like field hand, but the jeans I'm wearing cost three grand. Uh, uh, and he goes, uh, there's a little line where he just like, I hate dirt. Like he's just talking about being like, I, I would, um, I talk about coming from towns I'd never go to. I, uh, I, it, I always have the beer can with the label face and now it's, oh, it's all about. And the whole song is like, 
I can still, I could speak in Mandarin. You know I'm pandering. And it's just, and then he gets rapey. It's really funny. Um, and then he yeah, makes a bunch uh, of that's, money from um, it. That's disturbing. That, uh, Those two songs sound very similar. That's the future. That's when, that that's what happens when you plug mm-hmm. stuff into AI. That's what it's all going to be. It's going to be like, well, that right. song sounds a lot like these three songs mashed together. What the fuck's that? That's the future. We're going to be dealing with that what constantly now is in this hellscape that we live um, in. Is, I don't think, I, I can't imagine an artist is dumb enough to just take an artist that maybe no one has heard that, like a B track from an old album and and just copy it. I think their producers do that though. You know, yeah. like when I, I got nothing thinking, to give yeah. Morgan tomorrow, let me just pull this old CD that I found and like, and take this thing. This guy probably will never even listen to a Morgan Wallen song. He'll never know this thing. Um, and this is already a Morgan Wallen B track, any or whatever. Like, no one's gonna hear this one. And they, because that's the thing that I said about Carlos Mencia when yes. I said that people were he he wrote he stole people's jokes. The people were that were writing for him stole people's jokes. Not that I'm saying Morgan Wallen's not capable of it. I'm just like I just think that would be so insane for an artist to actually steal. Um, but it, uh, you know, stranger things. What about have in Brian's case where it's like big Hollywood studios? I Kevin think you Costner. can just, hide, because there's no name on that. You can just hide behind um, one of the producer. Like it's just, and yeah, I think that happens way more with when there's, well, not I like don't a, think that stars on Mars was a rip off. I don't think Fox, and I think Fox heard both pitches and they probably hear similar pitches all the time, but it's not like the execs at Fox were yeah, like, not- we have an idea for a show. If someone came to them and said, we have an idea for a show, Stars on Mars pitched it to them. Mm-hmm. And even though it was very similar to my idea, um, they somehow thought that theirs was good. And it's not like every single idea goes to Billy Fox. Like, th- these are animation department is different than the reality department. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, not like yeah. they all report to some, some meeting. But I do know that this ideas. this idea did go to Billy Fox. And <laughs> I'm always it. on the side of parallel thought. Like, whenever someone's like, I heard this girl do a joke of yours, I always go, it's probably parallel thought because I'm not, there's not that many ideas out there. I've seen it happen so many fucking times. I mean, especially with most of the comics accused of stealing. Um, oh, wait, if, if, if I could give any advice to people, if you see someone accused of stealing, it most likely didn't happen and it's parallel thought. They might also be a shitty person on top of that and they might like not care that a joke that they... like. You guys heard me say the other day, Mark Marin did a joke that I was like, tossing around in my head, but now it's done. Like, I'm not going to touch that now because he's already done it and I can't even put my own little spin on it because I saw him do it and it just feels icky to me. So that should stop a lot of people. But the other night I was on stage and I did my joke about Susan Boyle and it just did not go over well. And I was just like, Ugh, all right, that's weird. And then um, the next day, uh, this comedian wrote to me and she was like, hey, I went right before you last night and I did a joke about Susan Boyle and I think that's why the audience was a little like off on that one. And I was like, oh my God, this is so why you should watch someone before you because so often you talk about the exact same things and you'll be mm-hmm. making like a different point about it. So, or or the same point and the audience is just confused because the audience thinks you watch the show. The MC is like, it's Susan Boyle don't. night tonight. Yeah, all <laughs> the comics are going to be doing a riff on this. 
But she was making, I'm making a point that we only like Susan Boyle because she can sing a lot. Otherwise, we think she's trash because she's old and ugly and no one wants to fuck her. So she would, there's no chance she would be famous unless she had a good voice. She's worthless to us. But her point was, we only like her because we feel bad because she's ugly. And so mm. we, I think that was her point. So she sent me the joke. She's really sweet. Uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton. She sent me her joke and, um, and was like, I'm so sorry, dude. Like she's really, and she's so funny and so nice. And so I was like honored that she even had like kind of the same premise because I really like love her comedy. Um, but it wasn't the same. So I was like, oh good, I can still do mine. She can still do hers. We just shouldn't do them on the same show back to back. And then the other night I did a joke about not wanting kids and like all the reasons I think it's like, doesn't make sense to have kids or whatever, just doing my whole bit. And then Andrew Schultz gets up right after me, not having seen my act and goes, my wife and I are trying for kids and everyone just starts cracking up and he goes, why is that funny? He like got mad at them. He's like, why'd you laugh at that? Like he did not understand. And they're all, they all, they want to tell him like, cause she just said, don't do that. And she made a pretty, I was proud of them laughing because obviously yeah. I made a good point. Yeah. They were all like, that would be absurd. <laughs> they're like, sucker. All right. We have to go to break. Uh, we'll come back right after this with Marshall. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. 
I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle House in my wife and kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Um, so Anya, you just told us that Matt got oh, um, yeah. skunked. Oh my God. He told me a few days ago I was in California. That's when Morgan Wallen steals your song. <laughs> yeah. When Morgan Wallen commits he plagiarism. Got he got skunked nice. in the South. That's what we call it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in California and I just ignored the text. And then the next, he said, Willa and I got skunked. And then I went to bed and forgot about it immediately. And the next day, he's like, I guess you didn't read your text. I'm like, I did. What? What did I miss? He's like, Willa and I got skunked. It was a huge deal. I'm like, what does that even mean? He's like, we got sprayed by a skunk. And they're always hiking and in the woods. So I didn't think anything of it. Evidently, late at night, they went out to the backyard and Willa was rummaging around with something back there. And then the motion light sensor goes off and Matt sees this little baby skunk. And she's like, you know, knows. I mean, she's like a hunting dog. So she's in there with that. And he's like, Willa, stop, stop. And he starts yelling, skunk, skunk, at the top of his lungs. She doesn't speak English. Yeah, she's been trained so proficiently just for that exact move. I know. And he doesn't want the skunk to get hurt, not even thinking this thing is about to happen. The skunk raises its its tail. And Matt's like, it was so disgusting. Just like a full on straight stream right in her nose and her eyes all over her face. And then he grabs her to get her away from the skunk. Doesn't want the skunk to get hurt. And the skunk sprays, sprays him. So they're just covered in this skunk jizz. Whoa. Wait, do they still smell? The whole house smells, dude, and it's been a week. Like, yeah. and anytime you wet the dog, he's bathed her three or four times, like, followed all the instructions online. Of course, I was like, tomato juice, because that's what I heard in the 70s. By the way, I just want to say, please, besties, nobody write to me. I know that I fucked up on yesterday's podcast and we dropped the atomic bomb in 1945, not the 60s, which is what I said. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I didn't catch it. <laughs> Confused it with Vietnam. And now I'll probably get that wrong. I don't know. 
Vietnam was like late 60s. Late 60s. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the w- World War II was 1973. So um, <laughs> the atomic bomb, I believe, no, ended. No, I'm so stupid. I was trying to work on a joke the other day about how, you know how we get, we'll get back to the skunk, but how we get mad at like kid, like young people when we're like, you don't, you've never heard of Goonies? Like, it's like, yeah, they weren't alive. <laughs> yeah. Why well, would, I'm, like, I've been know. shamed my whole life. Like, you've never seen, uh, what, like, what's it been? There's like, um, Company? Yes, yeah, stuff like that. You don't know who the Fonz is? It's like, yeah, I didn't exist then, bitch. And also, I don't, I don't watch black and white films or whatever the fuck. But, um, <laughs> so I want to make a joke about how, like, you know, I, I even have those instincts sometimes when kids are like, what's, who's Urkel? And I'm like, you don't know who Urkel is? And it's like, no. And like, I don't know what, uh, like, I wanted to make some point of like, and I don't know when World War II was because I, it, like, the argument being, I wasn't around then, but it's really because I'm stupid. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. In I wasn't class. paying attention when that, I was young. That day in class. Yes, oh yes. That one day. You have one day to yes, learn so many certain things. things. I have a friend who he just, he thinks he was sick the day they taught Roman numerals and he's got no idea. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I never had a geography class because I went to a one room schoolhouse they never in my education did anyone teach us geography no cap i'm like how did you guys miss that in your that's why i got a shower curtain with the (laughs) with the world on it so when you are on the toilet you can learn um things and but uh brian has all the 198 countries memorized I can name all the countries. Yes, that's right. That's all Burkina the countries Faso? that exist. <laughs> yeah, that I can one? even name Burkina Faso. Wait, yeah, I, hold, I got that one. <laughs> Noah and uh, Anya, how many countries do you think there are in the world right 198. now? One hundred ninety-eight. I just. Said I think it, we right? did this already. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And no, but here's another question that we did last night that is so fun that Brian has all the stats for. How many World oh. War II survivors? Because it did happen in 1968. Veterans. Veterans. Sorry. How many veterans of World War II um, are alive today? And mm-hmm. let's just say oh. when World War II ended, there were 16 million. Was that right, Brian? That's correct. Yes. 16 million survivors of, or like, you know, veterans alive of World War II when it ended. How many are there today? And how many? Would, <laughs> and then there's a follow up question. I would say like a handful. Really, yeah. you, so a handful being not a lot. How, like 20? There were uh, again sixteen million, oh, and let's, oh, zero. it ended in nineteen forty-five. Is that the right? And date? FYI, oh. just to clarify, this is Americans. We're we're not talking about the whole world okay. here. We're talking 16 about sixteen million, million Americans. Americans were alive in yeah. nineteen forty-five, and they had just fought in the war. They were probably in their twenties, you yeah. know. So let's zero. Think about that. So okay, so twenties plus eighty-three. They're in their nineties now. Isn't yeah, nineties or hundreds, a hundred or less. Okay, hundred or less. I'm gonna say zero. <laughs> zero, Chris. No such thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, because it's. Been I feel like I just years. saw something where like some like one of the last ones just died, or maybe there was some other. War. I'm just gonna say under fifty. Brian? The correct answer is well, as of 2022, that's what the veterans. <laughs> yeah, but we'll do the thought. math in just a second. As of 2022, there are. 167,284 World War II veterans alive. What? And every day, 180 die. 
Yeah, every day. So if you do 180 times 365 times, um, you get about 60-something thousand. Subtract that from the one. 180, yeah, 65,700. So you subtract that from the number you just said, and that's how many are probably alive right now. You have about 100,000 left. Right, and yeah. every day, 200 of them, about 200 die. Probably so that, that number probably goes up, too. It goes up probably, every well, year. Well, no, maybe yes. it goes down. I don't know if it would go up or go down because they're getting older, but there's also less of them. So like you can't continuously no! have 180 die because eventually it's like we don't have enough to do 180. No, you, no the dying would keep happening. It's not like but the, it the be, number would slow down. It would keep happening at a greater rate. They're going to start right, dying more older, or going to start yeah. dying Sicker. Yeah, day. the number is going to go up. The number won't go down, Brian. But the, the main, if, the top, if the main number, the, the 100,000 go goes down... Yeah. You think, okay, so always that number 108, but eventually it's going to go down because it's like, well, now there's only 3,000 of oh, you. Oh, because so there's no, like, they, no, it will go down as when there's 12 left because there can only yeah. be 12 dying every day. So it will That's go right. down That's what I'm trying when there's say. less than 250 or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it's but the, the reason that stat's remarkable to me is because, like your guys' guesses, I felt like that was incredibly high. I can't believe so there's high. over 160,000 people out there who were think about fighting in the war. 16 million and you think about, um, how many people reach to their hundreds? Uh, the, what percentage? You would say maybe like two percent of people get into their nineties. I would think. You know, um, well in America, <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea. What do, what age do you guys want to live to? Like, if you could pick it, uh, do you want to live forever? What yeah, infinite five, infinite five, years? Noah's age seven hundred nine hundred. <laughs> Good question. I would always say as old as I can if I'm healthy, but you can't stipulate that. My grandma's 92 and she's still cracking jokes. Yeah. Pretty sharp. If you can, if you could be a little bit like that, I think. Yeah. Well, you have like to fun. have that going for you. You yeah. can't be. Yeah. If you have a disease or something, that makes it a lot different. I'm just worried. No one's going to visit. Like no one will give a shit about me then. And I just don't want to be alone in a nursing home and having like nurses be like, oh, she's one of our favorites. Like, I just don't want to be one of the nurses favorites. And that's like the only people that care about me. And then I die and they all go, oh, she Aww. died. That's what they get just in the break room. They go, really? Oh, Nikki. And then like, no, and then they go back to social. Yeah. They, media. Yeah. <laughs> and they start like swiping they on. They start swiping with their eyes. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their eyes in their head. God, what will um, it be like? Here, here's a stat. According to the SOA, which I don't know what that is. That could mm -hmm. mean the, uh, shitty society uh, of old, uh, old ass people liars yeah a <laughs> okay. non-smoking non-smoking 65 year old male in excellent health today has a 43 percent probability of living to age 90 Whoa. a similar 65 year old female has a 54 percent probability of living to age 90 if, if they never smoked or if they don't smoke now um it just says non-smoking. So I'm assuming, I think after like 10 years, your lungs completely regenerate. My so mom's I'm assuming, lungs are yeah. golden. She's really? And she smoked That's a for problem. 30 She needs to have that checked out. <laughs> she smoked for, for 30, you know, maybe 40 years or something. And her lungs now look great. Not to say that if you're smoking right now, like don't go, well, I can just quit later. It'll be fine. Like it'll get you. There's uh, a picture of Julie Glazer in her either late twenties or early, early thirties. That is so hot. 
And I think she's with you, Nikki. And there's like a blanket or a skirt or something like flying in the wind over her. And I think she has a cigarette. And it looks like the coolest Virginia Slims ad ever. She's like tan yes. and sexy. And she has like a little baby next to her. I think it's Nikki. Yeah, it's me. And it's just like, I want to so smoke. Late 20s. I know. She made it look cool. My mom would always like just be sitting in a chair. And I mean, I grew up like seeing my parents doing this all the time. And it looking like cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It still, it there still was gets, a, still looks cool. It's just Auschwitz. really bad. Cool to me. Yeah. One of the, one of the videos in Auschwitz, one of the Holocaust survivors yes. was smoking a cigarette. I was like, this woman is so cool. <laughs> so yeah. cool. She's smoking a cigarette being like, and then the Germans, they came and we weren't surprised. And, whew, and <laughs> they like, all had shit. great lipstick and great hair done. You can tell they got really quaffed for their um, interview. I really want to know what that movie was that they were showing us because I said it yesterday. I go, why don't we all just go watch that movie? That seems like that would be very important for us to all do. Was you haven't Ken seen Holocaust 2.0? <laughs> <laughs> the Ken Burns documentary? The four I don't part know if thing? it was Ken Burns. It seemed way older. <laughs> oh. But it was like interviews with all these survivors. Steven um, Spielberg interviewed a whole bunch of survivors. And if you go to like the, the Holocaust Foundation, they have like, you could hear like everyone's story that he was able to contact. It might have been that. Um, okay. Man, the end. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. What no, was no, 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 no. Wait, the end Wait, of what? Schindler's List. No, I. Oh, what was that? Have you seen Spoiler it? Spoiler alert. No, but I heard a Louis C.K. joke the other day about it. People have got to Bye, Jews. Have you heard that joke? <laughs> no. So he oh, has yeah. this amazing joke about, sorry to always just be quoting Louis C.K., but that's all I'd be doing lately. But he has a joke about the little girl in red in the movie when the when they're being round up and they're coming to get them and um, there's this one little German girl who's like, bye Jews! Bye Jews! And he's like, oh, it's just a crazy scene you're watching. You're just like, oh my God. And then he's like, that means they had to have like audition that role. That means that there's a tape somewhere with a little, a, a bunch of adorable girls going, bye Jews! And like he does all the impressions of these little girls. And then I looked up the girl that did that was that role, and she is the lead from um, Smallville. Wow. <laughs> oh. Something oh. Appleby. Sherry Appleby or something like that. Oh, Sherry Appleby? Oh. Yes, I mean, that was yeah. her. Appleby oh, does here. sound like the last name of a person who would be screaming that. <laughs> what a crazy thing. I don't... If you were a parent and, and your child was auditioning, no, would you... they don't you, care. They, they don't, don't care. fucking care. No, if you're bringing no. your kids to not audition. Not the Applebee's. You do not it's care. It's not, uh, she was the star of Roswell. And also- Roswell, that's Un- what I meant, sorry. That show Unreal, which was really good. Unreal, oh. yeah, which is about um, the behind the scenes of the a reality show. Which, I gotta um, see I've, I've that. heard from producers of reality it's shows. Good. It's very, very realistic to what goes on. Um, okay, skunked. So a stream of clear, gross shit goes all over Willa. She runs into the house and immediately rubs her nose everywhere on the rug and the couch. She's just like trying to get this stuff off. So the couch smells gross. The rug smells gross. How Matt, are you describing your fucking mind, Anya Marina? I was in California. I didn't think he was serious. And then I, I don't know. I was just like, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, and he was like, it was intense. I was up till two in the morning washing her like over and over. The house is going to smell really bad. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine, babe. And you know what? A week later, it's pretty fine. But it does smell like like Bob Marley has been in here for weeks. <laughs> yeah, it is weird how much weed and um, skunk spray smell the same. That's why it smells like it's called skunk. 
The oh, one thing right. I didn't know was if you wet a dog that's been sprayed with skunk, it like reactivates. So when I got home, I'm like, she barely smells. And then Matt was away and I'm like, I'm going to wash her face off a little bit more. And I like get a damn Onion cloth. notoriously <laughs> washes her dog's asshole after it takes a shit. She wipes yeah. it down. Why are yeah, you grimacing? That is like a, a thing, Chris, that you would be excited about to come into my home knowing that my dog's asshole is yeah, sparkling just clean. Just, Thinking about it, picturing it. Chris doing is not it. someone yeah. who likes potty humor or any oh, talk right. of it. You are right about that, Anya. You it, just take a paper towel like this. Like, here's my little waking cloth, like Brian uh-huh. Frangie. Okay. And you wet it under the sink, and then you just do one of those. Just a couple, Whoop. fold it over, well, and do it again. Chris so got... According, Jose according to SOA, what percentage <laughs> of Americans wipe their dog's butt? <laughs> Four? <laughs> It helps you know, have longevity. longevity. I really um, want that stat. Wait, I just heard about longevity, by the way, and this is just me paraphrasing some stuff that I heard from Peter Attila, the d- doctor that everyone's wild about, who's um, apparently a good guy. And he's everyone thinks he's uh, says he's repu- reputable because he will change his research based on re- like he'll be like, I was saying this, but it's totally wrong. I fucked up. It's now this. But um, intermittent fasting does not make you live longer. And does not improve your life that much. Um, so it doesn't help at all. But that's, not, but that's not what it's for. Right. What is it for? I mean, I'm not an advocate for it. I don't think it's like cool or interesting, but it's not, it isn't, <laughs> it isn't to live longer. Well, well I, think it, I think he was just talking. To lose, to like lose weight. Yeah. To like oh. manage. But he said the best because thing I've is been, sauna. Oh yeah. For living the, long? The, mm-hmm. the old Norwegians, they know all about that shit. And Icelandic people, they they have saunas in their houses. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand what a sauna is versus a steam room. <laughs> I just I will never understand. Sauna it. has no oh, uh, moisture. It's not, there's no moisture. It's so you're just in a hot, heat. like basically like walking around um, outside today is like being in a sauna, literally. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I thought, also, I thought that was interesting. Also, a sauna is usually like a room with like w- like wooden wood, like planks, and then yeah. Uh, a steam room, there would be a lot of tiles. What if yeah. old and naked men being around them is what keeps you yeah, alive longer? What if it's a correlation? <laughs> Just being fully revolted yeah. on a long-term basis. <laughs> hey, Brian, do you remember being young and going no. to c- certain kind of pools and uh-huh. uh, and like men swimming naked? In the pool? Mm. With like a public yeah. pool? Not a public you know, pool. Oh, okay. Now that but, you mention it, but there's like, like it doesn't it, like, sound crazy. Yeah. Wait, no, if it's like, not a public pool, Chris, what kind of pool is it? Well, it's like a club of some sort. Okay. But yeah, that's old men being naked in a locker room. They well, sure can't wait it. to be completely naked. <laughs> they don't mind walking around Why doing is that whatever. A thing? I only know about it because comedians have talked oh, about it. You know what I mean? It is yeah. wild. What is going on with old men? They yeah, can't wait to get their true. clothes off. Like country clubs, golf clubs. They Why do. aren't nudist colonies more popular with old men then? I don't think it's like they, they I don't think it's necessarily it's like a fetish for that. It's just a comfort that was breeded out of us as younger men. Like, right. I don't think my dad's quite like that. And like, but I'm sure all of our grandparents are. I'm not, yes. I like being mm. naked. I don't have, I don't have problems being naked. I often change in front of my hair and makeup girls. I'll change in front of Anya. No, like I'll be naked in front of my girlfriends, obviously my boyfriend, but I'm not comfortable being naked because your bits and pieces are touching things. And I don't like that. And, mm-hmm. and, um, 
because then like I want, it's not like I want like you know just like sitting <laughs> sitting on a duvet like you just don't want your it's not that I don't want the duvet on my vagina I don't want my vagina on the duvet yeah that's more of it <laughs> and I don't want <laughs> I don't want uh and also boobs I just I will never ever relate I try to fit in sometimes and I'll make jokes about this because I know it's such a girl thing but I let me just say right now I don't relate to taking off a bra and feeling relief unless it is like a that confining crazy. dumb bra. Like unless it's like a bra that's like too tight or doesn't fit right. Otherwise who wants their breast meat hanging and then touching <laughs> your, your under, like when your breast hangs, your boob yeah. touches your underskin and it's pulling down on this part of your skin and they just feel like they're sagging and there's sweat down there. I want them elevated. I want them perky. I want, unless yeah. I had a boob, if I had a boob job where they're just like naturally up and there's no little like, um, but haven't you, there. haven't you read that thing that, by keeping them in a bra the whole time, you're not like, like developing the like whatever the fibers are. That I don't keep care. Them. I know I have read it's that. It's weird that you sleep what? in a bra. To me, I think sometimes it's one of the I don't. I don't things. anymore. I used to. I don't anymore. But you switched to bralettes from underwire during the time I knew you. I remember that was a big development. Yeah, I was doing bralettes because I was like, my boobs are big enough and they're like fun enough to like, I don't need to (laughs) always have like this. I don't want to lie. I kind of was on this thing of like push-up bras are lying. But now I just wear whatever stylist, like whatever I pull out of a drawer mainly. But um, I'd never... let's just say I do take off a bra because I just don't want to sleep in a bra because it's like maybe sleeping in a bra is just not ideal. I'm never like, oh, oh, long day. Oh, like what is that? I understand that when you take off shoes, shoes are fucking hell. Why aren't women talking more about the, the relief you get when you take off a shoe? Why is a bra so much different? Do you guys have this bra. (laughs) I barely wear bras anymore because I gained weight over the pandemic. So all my bras are like one size too small Mm -hmm. and the cup just like squeezes right on my boob between the skin. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend $80 on a bunch of new bras. I'm just going to go loose. I want to piggyback on that. I think I've gained a little weight too, and my stretch pants are digging into me. So I'm doing the ah with my stretch pants like every night. I'm like, why am I wearing these tight yoga pants? Uh, If it's if it's not like a strapless bra is so annoying to me. I'm conscious of it the whole time. By the way, want to recommend a film that I just saw? So cute. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Men and women will love it. And there's a scene where she f- has her first training bra and she puts it on and her mom, played by the lovely Rachel McAdams, who's so good in this role, is like, how do you feel I'm right listening. now? And <laughs> and the little girl's like, I can't wait to get this off. And I remember it like reminded me of the first time I wore a bra. And it is like, I remember telling my mom, I feel like a horse that just got a, a saddle, saddle put on it. And it's like, <laughs> I can't wait to get this off. But it's so uncomfortable when they're flapping around and like I just and your mm-hmm. nipples are showing so they're distracting to like other like it's just not I I don't well, I'm not going to the post I feel office. really this is like child this is like motherhood I don't want it and I don't relate to other women who do and I don't relate to women who are like oh the end of the well, day Well my my cup size <laughs> is a lot smaller than yours so I don't know if 
I would feel well, the I same that, way if I had But it's usually boobs. women with bigger, bigger boobs would be that are saying com- like, oh, the bra, my f- titties are free. They, <laughs> Why are like they a all, southern belle from <laughs> they, oh, Every Georgia. woman does this and Georgia. I don't relate and I, I know I'm so wrong. There's I didn't know this. So when me. women take their bra off at the end of the day, they turn to a, a southern debutante yes. on the yeah. porch. Oh, they lay on their fainting couch. <laughs> they go, it's been a hot day. I can't wait. Pour me a, a mimosa, honey. And then they th- fling their bra and their boobs go from one east to west. And, oh, wow. And east I, it of the Mason-Dixon line. Comfortable, but um, I do relate to I mean, this is you. a trope we hear every... Go scroll on Instagram for three minutes and you'll see something about a woman taking off her bra and it being relaxing. And it's just, there's some memes that you go, I don't relate to this. And then there's some memes that get you. They get you. But they do get you relate to good. this? Do you relate to taking off a really tight bra that's like, you know, full on support and then you switch into a nice no. comfy bralette or like a yoga top that has like a built-in shelf bra? I relate to taking off uncomfortable shoes. I understand maybe women feel the way I feel in um, stiletto heels, but that is painful. I don't understand bras being painful. I understand if they're like great, the, the wires bras. digging in because sometimes the wire kind of falls bras. out and digs in. You have good bras. But haven't bras, you worn like pants yeah. that are uncomfortable like all yes. day long and you take them off and you're like, I just feel like a new human. Yes. But I think I think by and large, women are wearing bras that are ill-fitting if this is, the, if yes, this is what's this happening. this is a PSA. When you were like, a, as a 12-year-old boy, the greatest feeling that you had because this was like before you became a young man was taking off shin guards after a soccer game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was the greatest the feeling a young boy guard. had. Oh my I was God. Gonna, I yes. thought you were going to say when you like touched a boob. No, it was, it was when you were young. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what the feeling was. You got to take those shin guards and socks off. You were like, I feel like a new man. Yes. Better than sex. Yeah. yeah really? That was when What's you became it like? a man. It's just super tight on you all day. And you're restricted. Even field hockey. I don't remember. Like the the the. Yeah, they're just sweaty and gross, oh, yeah. and like you know, like the when we were young, they were like hard as a rock. They were like like uh, popsicle sticks wrapped in duct tape. Was there any part <laughs> of yes. your your guys's uh, development that was like really upsetting to you, or like, ugh, this is such a hassle. Like my balls dropped. This sucks. Or body, the body hair, hair under your arm was humiliating to me because <laughs> you would play basketball. And, in, in, you know, basket, you know, the jerseys all like, you know, were like tank tops or whatever. And it was, it was felt humiliating to have hair under your arm. Like <laughs> it's really all for, for guys, it's all hair related. It's yeah. losing your hair. It's getting hair on your shoulders, hair coming out of your ears. It's all <laughs> stuff like that. The old man hair on your upper arm. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, I, like no, I hate that. that weird coarse hair you're like I didn't have this seven <laughs> years ago I realize that men are em- embarrassed by things that we would not have expected them to be embarrassed by we just thought it was boners like you guys are constantly hiding boners and they're coming up all the time and you need notebooks and like you can't get called to the front of the class like I remember like trying not to talk to boys because I was so worried that they would get a boner and be embarrassed because I just wanted to prevent boys from being embarrassed because yeah. this thing would pop up in your pants that you couldn't control yes. that was like a rod you know I what? couldn't believe it's, it it's been so long since I got a uh, <laughs> undesired boner <laughs> right. that I forgot that that was at one point in my life an issue like when I was in middle school it or whatever be, I would go to school every day like fearing for my life <laughs> I had a friend yeah. you were in middle school what was your thing Brian 
Well, when I was in middle school, I would get those boners and, you know, yeah, you wouldn't want to be walking around with a boner and you had to figure out ways to cover it up with a textbook. Or, I like, took so many AP courses because of that. Because <laughs> like, no wonder he's so up. good at countries and geography. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who was at, uh, he was like, you know, at a, uh, some department store buying clothes with his mom, which is unrelated to what, what occurred to him. And, you know, at some point, like he... Got the thing, and everybody, every guy a knows mannequin. about uh, yeah, probably a mannequin. Some woman undressing a mannequin, yeah. and like every guy knows about like the tuck, like you, yes. you have to, you know, up in your up in your belt, up into your belt, yeah, tuck and, your penis uh, up, yeah, yeah. Does everyone do that? Yeah, yeah. The guys know about it. Wait, I remember ev- learning about it in high school. That's when I learned penises go more than just a right angle; they can go all the way up. They can oh. go one eighty. So you have to do that thing, and then he, um, he was like Chris messing, Tucker, messing, He invented it. <laughs> He was a guy. Well, you're Chris it. Tucker. <laughs> oh no, no, no! This is well. This is actually this guy's actually his oh, name is wait, Chris. Wait, what happened? Oh, really? I feel like I know this. So you know when you like, so you know when you take off your shirt, like, and you've got to a T-shirt underneath to try something on. He, his mom was like helping him, like you know, take off a shirt so that he could try on something else, and. I mean, it was just right, right there, there was, peeking out. And she was like, <sighs> "Oh, Chris." <laughs> oh my god I can't believe you made the story that was about you about someone else and you just gave it away at the end no I didn't I'm just kidding it's like oh, it'd be funny if it was you the whole confused. time but you like you, the, the guy's name was Chris but you no, forgot but that's to change a, that's it that's a good way of doing it it'd be like his his name was also Chris but it <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't yeah, me yeah, definitely no was one would believe me. you that you would yeah that's a great idea because no one would believe that you would just try to change the name to totally. your name no that is yeah. good Another um, dumb but question. Men also are embarrassed by um, jer- jerking off until college. And no. In high school, it's embarrassing. And then college, it becomes like, I jerked off seven times today and it becomes braggy. But at first, <laughs> the worst, Hannibal Burris has a bit that he hates his nephew. His nephew's always like, yeah. You're not famous, Hannibal. You're not famous enough. And he goes, do you just jerk off? And his cousin just like is in high school. He goes, shut up. And he goes, you look like you just jerked off because they always just jerked off and they're humiliated by it. But then something shifts where then you become like, okay about talking about jerking off. Is that true? Yeah, that would, that, that would be accurate. That checks Brian, out. is that I don't accurate recall that switch. I don't you. recall that switch where it was all of a sudden we were <laughs> bragging about our numbers. Well, like where it wasn't the most embarrassing thing to have someone accuse you of it, you know? Yeah, but you know what? Even it's still, I think it would still be embarrassing if someone walked in on you for sure. Oh, oh yeah, God, well, that's a yeah. totally that's different story. Different. I mean, that's, that's I the worst say, thing you could possibly imagine. I resent, <laughs> I think women need to get on board with what men were doing a little bit earlier, where they were at least acknowledging that they all jerk off. I grew up in a time where women didn't talk about it at all. Even their very best friends. No one had closer best friends than I did in high school that shared literally everything except that all my friends be jerking off and no one told me about it. So I didn't even know it was a thing you could do. I had no idea. They were teaching me how to make, you know, pipes out of pen caps, but no one told me <laughs> to just like rub cat, my You were doing cat's my, cradle all day long. Yes! I was making I used God's to jerk off with my best friend. Jacob's Ladder. What'd really? you say, Noah? I used to jerk off with my best friend. That's how I learned to masturbate. What? <laughs> I need to be friends with you. Wait, how Who did this even happen? <sighs> we're all wrapped okay, with well, attention. Uh, well, it's because we had access to like the Spice Channel and Playboy. So we kind of mm-hmm. learned it from the models on there. And then her yeah. mom had this back massager that we kind of put everything all together and we would take turns. But like one of us would sit in front of the room and then the other one would do it in the back. And then we would just like switch. We would just be in the same room. 
And would you like orgasm? I I don't remember. I think so. I know. I think probably. Wow. And how old were you? I mean, we were just like maybe fifth grade or something like that. Jesus, because uh, I remember watching the Spice Channel in eighth grade and then ninth grade and 10th grade. Um, Huffy and I would watch real sex and I would just be so horny. I couldn't even handle myself. And one time we were watching it and the couch started like moving like a little bit rhythmically. And we realized it was our um, friend's brother. We were on spring break and we were on a house with stilts and he was he and his friends were pushing the house to like make it shake because you could do that. It was on stilts. And we were both like, oh my God, this girl's humping next to me. But it was just Jay Holly doing that to the house. Both of you thought the other one yes, was. Yes, we were both because our friends <laughs> went to go. So we just gotten there for spring break. All Kirsten and Holla went to go walk on the beach to like meet boys or something. And Huffy and I discovered that you could watch scrambled porn. And so Huffy and I were kind of the pervs, I think, of the group. And so we stayed back to watch scrambled porn. And it was just going back and forth. And I remember looking over at Huffy like, "What the fuck, girl? Like, are you pulling a Noah? How did you? <laughs> how did you pull it together that they were? We both accused each other of it. Like, no, like, I'm not doing it. You're doing it. In and that moment, later on, Jay. Holly was like we were talking about there was an earthquake or something last night and he was like where was us we were shaking the house and that was the time that we we went to Fort Myers Florida and Jay Holly was Holla's little brother he was like four three grades below us four grades below us and um and we were in high school so he was in like eighth grade and we used to call we used to call people fucks we'd be like god he's such a fuck and like if they were just like a little annoying or something like that guy's such a fuck and so for his birthday in front of his parents we made a birthday card and jay holly right now like runs tech companies like he's he's actually like a genius and um (laughs) we wrote on his birthday card because we knew that he wouldn't know and that like no one else would know. And we got into the habit of writing these long things that would just be acronyms. And so we wrote J-H-I-T-B-F-I-A-O-F-M. And we wrote that. And Jay Holly, so at the top of his birthday card, we wrote that it was his birthday on spring break. And he opened up, he goes, he looks at it and he just scrolls along with his finger. Jay Holly is the biggest fuck in all of Fort Myers. And we were like, <laughs> and we were busted. And the parents were like, why would you write that on his card? Is that what that means? And we were like, no, we were like, and, but we You'd like make something immediately up. broke our code. It was insane. We were like, oh, that's what we knew. Jay was like special because we were in Fort Myers and he knew he was the biggest fuck in all of Fort Myers. <laughs> <laughs> by looking at the card. The I, biggest fuck the and destined for greatness <laughs> this was the same trip that um we met all these like boys and we were like we one time <laughs> we were trying to get a ride into town and there was like a car that was blasting um uh come my lady come come my lady you're much oh, sugar baby and um i might have told this story before but holla you know my friend holla who is jay's older sister pees when she laughs too hard because she was born prematurely with like a not developed like um i think kegel system so she couldn't, once she starts peeing, the floodgates are open and there's no stopping the stream, <laughs> which was proven one time when we were in high school and I was peeing and I couldn't hear what she was saying because she was in the next room and I was peeing and I was like, I stopped my stream to go, wait, what'd you say? And she goes, what did you just do? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, why'd you just stop? And I was like, and because then I started again, she goes, you stopped and started. And I was like, wait, you can't do that. And we discovered that was her issue. If, the, if it's open, all the pee's coming out. So Holla would start laughing and her 
kegels would fail her pee would come out she would have to plug it with her heel she would fall to the ground and plug it with her heel and put her hands over her head and go stop stop you guys stop because we would be repeating whatever was making her laugh because we wanted her pee and then if she if she stood up the pee would all come flooding out like a uh, like the only thing stopping it was her heel plugging it so that was the only thing she had so we um got picked up by this guy we got like a ride you know it was like stop standstill traffic but we were like we want to ride in this guy's convertible so we we're like can we hop in and it was like come my lady come come and oh was in the front seat and we were just whispering in her and we were obsessed with the word boner at this time so we were like come my lady come and we were sitting this guy was like so cool and he had no idea what these little fucks were doing in his car singing the song but we were like come my lady come come my lady you're my butterfly sugar boner and we just kept saying that and Holly was laughing so hard and we knew she had peed we knew the floodgates were open so she was looked at us like you fucking idiots but she was sitting so it didn't come out yet oh, no. and then we finally get dropped off and she unleashes all in this guy's car he doesn't even oh know it yet God. and so she just leaves a puddle of piss in this guy's car he gave us a ride for like 20 feet and we ruined it by saying you're my butterfly sugar boner because we just used to be like don't forget your butt we would do like a Jewish mother telling her like we would always be like make sure you put a rain slicker on your boner it's very wet outside don't forget to take your boner to the school dance like we would just what the fuck? we were obsessed with the word boner but we spelled it B-O-N Na, we we named certain guys bonas. We were like, he's such a bona. I just love oh. to see that guy getting home, being like, those girls pissed in my fucking car. <laughs> and what they were the singing, fuck? "You're my butterfly, sugar boner," really loud. Like, he probably what? thought it was premeditated. Like, we're just gonna ride in his car for five minutes, pissing it, and leave. <laughs> Piss in the bucket seat and leave. There's just like a puddle left behind. Holla, we love you so much. Okay, we gotta go to break. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to go to break. We'll come back um, after this with more show. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Um, so any headlines in your guys' lives? What's going on? Aside from the fact that I learned that a dog really starts smelling worse after you wet it and after it's been sprayed by a skunk, not a lot. But that really? was a big revelation for me. Well, yeah. you did just find some basement tapes of yours. You were at your parents' <gasps> house and I found did. a bunch of pictures and tapes. Yeah, I was downsizing at the house, threw out a whole carload of books and bullshit. I was like, wow, I really used to be quite literate. I had all these poetry books and textbooks, but I got rid of all that bullshit. But I did find some tapes. You used to read poetry? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my major, right? Isn't it strange, like, looking back at some of your old stuff and forgetting that that's who, like, those are the things, that's who you were? <laughs> like, I was I that? Yes. I know. I used to draw a- anime girls. I was into oh that too. God. I drew so many <laughs> anime girls. I was pretty good. I, really? I, I still can illustrate a little bit and I'm trying to get back into it. But like back when I was in high school, I would draw anime girls and they looked, I'm not, I, I they did Have big look boobs. like a good anime girl. Like they did look like. Uh, Why was it girls? Why didn't you draw, draw you know? Um, I guess. Then, then I don't he know. Been, he would have been gay. Yeah, I mean, I guess the girls. Were you drawing like Sailor know. Moon? Um, like I watched, I watched Sailor Moon. I guess no. Sometimes I did draw like Dragon Ball Z type guys. Okay, and those were the guys. But I would also draw like a girl with like big eyes, and you know, that's just what anime is. You know, it's not yes. really like it wasn't truly like a sexual thing. I wasn't like jacking off to the anime drawings I made. Is but, this like, like anime? I just sketched this really quick. No, Whoa. no that's, like, that's like Disney. It's so I've hard got, to do a like guy's a- mouth to me. Like women have these big, beautiful lips you could draw, but how do you do a guy's mouth, Brian? Just do a line. Okay. One single <laughs> Wait, line. Chris is drawing Chris something is from drawing memory. Some. Oh shit, he's got are you doing that S? Oh, the, no, like, oh my gosh, that's so the anime. There is this um there was this book that my brother and I had when we were really young, and it like 
maybe a video of like a video series or something. And it taught you how to just like draw cartoons. And so, and I never evolved past that, but I still can do like the type of guy that we used to do. And then I had friends (laughs) that uh, went to another grade school than me and they would draw like skater versions of this. And so I could still, you could still draw these like horrible I'm going to try to do one. I learned how to do Garfield with my brother. Drawing is so fun. And I always tried to get kids into it when I babysat because you don't have to do anything. They just sit with and draw. But kids don't even want to draw anymore. I'm always like, let's just draw. You just, they sit there. They're working. They're like diligent. They're, I I want a child who is obsessively drawing all the time. What are some other things you were into as a kid that you like let go of? I, I don't think I relate to things I was into that I'm not into now. I guess Dave Matthews band. And like kids don't want to draw because they can do everything on the computer now. Like all all of their stuff is computerized. Mm. Here's a little bunny rabbit. Oh wow! Look oh, at your really sketches. Wow. Those are good, Brian. Like the dog. I that is so Snoopy. good. And Chris, I've never seen you draw anything. I learn new things about this man every day. That he used to be into Legos guy. when he was a kid. Oh, that's a really mouse. good, Brian. Um, Look at that little chipmunk. chipmunk. So, oh, that's so cute. That's good, Brian. Chipmunk. Wow, yeah, I mean, I you could get draw. into that art school they used to advertise in magazines where it's like, you can draw this lady. Remember <laughs> oh, that? yeah. You know yes. what I just got? Speaking of things that like remind you of who you were. One second. You know, um, I also Wait. do animation. So like, it's not crazy that I draw, but I, I, even when you're doing animation, it's like drawing is I useless. It. I ordered this off eBay the other day because I was like, I just want to go on a nostalgia run. And it is... Seventeen magazine <gasps> from August yes. two thousand. Is that Aniston? It's Aniston. I I went through all the covers to see which one I remembered. I really wanted to buy a Delia's catalog from the nineties, late nineties, which do not exist oh, online. Yeah. If you, if anyone has oh, one, I will buy one from yeah. you because I really want nostalgia. This was like twenty five bucks, I think, but it's worth. How it much because will you pay for a Delia's? Twenty uh, around. Maybe up to upwards of $50. If you can find one from okay. 1998 until 19, uh, 2000. That's the oh only year I Oh my God, my sister's going to be so bummed. She just donated all these like vintage Jane magazines and sassy magazines Whoa. to I Goodwill. Love. I know, but there was one with magazine. Lisa Marie Presley on the cover. Do we that have time to do the quiz? We used to do the quizzes. Oh, the quizzes are so fun. We should just like, let me just Look read you the Aniston. headlines of the 17 magazine. the shit out of her though. Oh yeah, Aniston looks almost older than she does now in <laughs> yeah. this, which is really weird because in the 90s, like she doesn't she look like in <laughs> her late like 30s? 20, Geller probably looks great 22 in, back, in that though. picture. Oh yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller was the face of Maybelline for so long. This ad was run probably until 2014. Um, but this is from 2000. This is pre-9-11. I love anything pre-9-11. 11 like right pre pre um it says at the top 17 magazine five lines that will get him talking what (laughs) (laughs) what does that even what we've really got to elicit his personality from this guy (laughs) and then what will you wear back to school 300 plus ideas get a head start now hair color makeover all you need to get it right boredom busters 15 super solutions and then it says action InSync star in their own movie. Then on the other side, it says the ultimate ponytail guide. And then under that <laughs> quiz, will your love last? And then under that in quotes, no one believes I was raped. And oh this is God. literally the quote next to Jennifer Aniston's face. Oh no God. one over her left shoulder. No one believes I was raped. It looks like she said it, but that's oh not true. God. And then 100%. under on Jennifer's arm, it says friends, Jennifer Aniston, her style picks, her web passion. 
Web with Web. capitalized W. Web passion. Oh, like no. internet. And why she's mad for Brad. Oh. Let's go to the quiz. Oh Let's my. take that quiz. <gasps> Someone oh, took the quiz took already. The quiz. This is exciting. Okay. God, the girls used to give us the quizzes in grade school. Wait a second. Okay, so is this everlasting love? Let's take it for me and Chris. Is this everlasting love for Nikki and Chris? Your new guy tags along on your cruise trip to Waterworld. What? <laughs> <laughs> to the movie Waterworld? <laughs> I guess this water. was out in theaters. To a local water park? No, I think oh. it's like the local water park. It's capitalized Waterworld. Yeah, but I think it's just like a name, a, a generic name for a water park. Was that a thing in the 2000s? Wait, well, let's see what the next part when is. When they meet him, it's obvious. Out. They think you could do better. A, U, A, see their point. He does look a little scrawny in the trunks. In oh, trunks. Boy. B, With. you're slightly disappointed. But whatever, he's your soulmate, not theirs. <laughs> or C, you aren't shocked. Your sporty friends just don't get his bohemian ways. What? Oh my God. I don't those the only options. <laughs> what does this even mean? Number two, your summer Wait, sweetie. So which one is it? What do yeah, you do? What do you are you I mean, he's my soulmate, not theirs. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What year did this movie doesn't come out? In your 2000. face. August okay. 2000. The film was 95, <laughs> so it's not Kevin Costner's Water World. Okay, okay. That's, thank you. Your summer sweetie. So what did sweetie, you pick? A? I picked B. Oh, okay. B. I'm I'll slightly disappointed in them. But he's my soulmate. I want them to like him. So I'm a little disappointed that they're like not good enough. But he's mine, not theirs. It's always very clear what, what these are going to be. <laughs> what? I have no idea. I have already lost what, what's happening. What is this even about? <laughs> and how do you win or lose? Like, is, is there a score at the end? Okay, the question for this quiz is, is this an everlasting love? You met what over Slurpees this? and sunscreen. But will this romance fade faster than your tan? Oh, shit. Summer <laughs> Okay. Summer so this love. is a summer love. Okay. Number two, your summer sweetie is taking Japanese next semester. Oh, so you no. suggest that the two of you go for sushi once the temperature drops. Oh my he, God. He, A, invites you to join him and his friends at Benihana this weekend. B, declines. Once soccer season starts, <laughs> he won't have time for a social life. Well, or C, immediately makes a reservation for two for Labor Day weekend. Oh my God. Well, it's got to be C. Yeah, Chris would make a reservation immediately. Well, like, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to track make down. Make sure they have chicken teriyaki. The person who wrote this and be like, Jana Siegel. How old were you? What were you thinking? Were you yes. like trying to hit a deadline? Were you bored? She, Her name's Jenna Siegel. How do you spell Siegel? J Jana, J A N A Siegel, S I E G A L. We Please must find investigate. Her. The scruffy goatee thing gives your new cutie a mature look, but you just discovered that he's actually two years your junior. Now <sighs> you're thinking, A, you should introduce him to your best bud's little sis or little bro, the biggest fucking old <laughs> of Fort Myers. B, he's way more mature than that, than that senior you dated who'd perfected the art of burping the entire alphabet. Okay. Kay. See, oh my God. if he breathes a word about his real age to anyone you know, you'll sick the varsity team on him, football team on him. Okay. <laughs> this is a very complicated personality quiz. You would choose B because you don't Are you a good kisser? And it was like, <laughs> you know, the simple, straightforward questions. But like the, all of these scenarios, I don't feel like, I feel like this relates to like three people in America. <laughs> you two are on your way out for a day of go-karts and ice cream. When your guy receives a letter from his ex-girlfriend, who's away at Camp Granada. Again, an, <laughs> oh, hey, a Camp Granada. proper noun that I don't understand. He A, crams the heart-laden envelope into the drawer with the rest of her unopened notes. B, reads it out loud, trying too hard to make fun of her. 
Or C, chokes back tears and tells you he needs to be alone for a while. What who, the fuck? Who hurt you, Jana? <laughs> <Yeah>. Jana! <laughs> what happened to you? As you blade down the boardwalk one last time before <laughs> school starts, your boy gushes about wanting to spend every upcoming vacation together. You, A, explain that you're deathly afraid of airplanes, but offer your email address. <laughs> okay. Oh email address. This is the first. This is the first uh, mention of email address. B. Tactfully mention that Thanksgiving and Christmas Christmas mean hardcore family time, but spring break is open. Wait, that's also <laughs> avoidant. Okay. Yes, yeah, so avoidant. Okay. C. Make a mental note to start researching frequent flyer plans and discount travel websites. Websites Web is spelled <laughs> W E B capitalized W and then space. Sites, everyone. We are in the 2000s. This is just, okay. Piling into the SUV for your two-hour trip home from your friend Janet's beach house, you realize that one passenger is gonna have a, going to have it rough, going to have to rough it on the bus. When your boyfriend volunteers, you, A, offer to keep him company. You'd be crazy to turn down even two more minutes of bliss. Minutes is in italics. Oh, no. B, Sigh with relief. After three days glued to his side, you need your space. <laughs> or C, consider tagging along on the bus, but opt to take the car ride home with your girlfriends. I hate this so much. And someone <laughs> took this quiz, gave themselves a score. What did they, they got what a they 27. Get? They got a 27. So for Turns this girl, it you're says- you're codependent and avoidant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, a lot of this stuff, uh, oh, here's another quiz. Are you over the breakup? Let's just do one of these. His birthday was yesterday. You were in no mood to celebrate. And you sent him A, a toadstool, two frog tongues, and a lock of your hair, a secret potion to give him disfiguring acne. What the fuck wow. is this sociopath? Okay. Margaret. B, a goofy E-card. <laughs> E-card. Mountain.com. A goofy E-card. After all, he took you on a sunset picnic for your birthday. C, Nothing. He didn't even remember it was his birthday until the name. Okay. Um, Who wrote that this, one? Margaret. Oh, Magna. M-A-G-A-N-A. Magnarelli. M-A-G-N-A-R-E-L-L-I. That is And a lot of this magazine, I haven't looked through it all, but a lot of it. His name is Leslie Snorb. What the fuck is happening? I'm so angry about... 30 ways to get him talking. Why were we raised with this stupid ideology that we're supposed to fucking pursue men? This is what Final screwed thought. us up. Let's look at ways to get him talking, okay? Like, this is why I bought this, because I wanted to... You know what I recently read? There's been this whole influx of memes about... Um, this is why this is why every millennial girl has a fucking eating disorder because this we were told Jessica Simpson was obese in this picture and we were told uh you know Fergie was fat in this picture and it is true you look back and you go no one would ever say they're fat now ever we'd you know people say fat behind closed doors but no one is openly mocking and saying fat on in publications like they used to. And so I was interested to look back and see how I was brainwashed at this very innocent time of my life. But, um, yes. But don't you think the, the people that are writing this are just like young idiots too? Like they don't know what's going on. No, I think we, yeah, they were all brainwashed. We were all brainwashed. Like this was the way it was. I mean, even not so long ago, what did I just say the other day? That was like a few years ago. Oh, the um thing about, um, 
Lindsay Lohan getting mocked by, or uh, Miley Cyrus was mocking Sinead O'Connor and her mental health just like in 2014 on Twitter and being like, and Sinead O'Connor had kind of put Miley on blast. So she was referencing that, but it was like, it didn't age well at all. It would never happen now. Times are changing. Oh, it's an ad for a cell phone. Go Hollywood with Nokia. (laughs) Oh, it's the (laughs) shitty phones. It's so funny. I mean, it's so fun to see this stuff. Hold on. Oh, and this is a um, ad for The Runaway Bride. Oh, remember that movie? I those two. Things Avoid are happening it. right now, too, that we're going to look back on in like six years and be like, holy oh, smokes. I know. What were we doing? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, there's some things that, um, yeah, you do. I, I, Anya just sent an article actually to us about how um, trigger warnings have actually done a disservice to young girls because they've been protected from anything that could ever cause them any harm. Not really. I mean, I don't think trigger warnings really work that well. They just say it and then everyone keeps reading. But if, if adolescents want to be protected from anything that causes them any discomfort, they can. And so now they are actually adults and these, they're being, they're like witnessing things that are like shocking and they can't handle it. They have no Mm. defense to it because they've always had trigger warnings. Yeah, um, nice. So Jana Siegel, I cannot find anywhere. I even oh. looked up her Facebook. I can't find Jana Siegel. I think she doesn't seem to people. exist. Margaret Magnarelli is a real person. No way. Um, she currently works for either Monster.com or some food website. She's a content and senior director. But one thing interesting about Margaret Magnarelli is she helped define the word snarky. Oh. Like she's responsible for the word snarky partially. What a legend. What? Magnarelli. If you go into the Miriam dictionary, when it says example and, and go under the uh, entry for snarky, under the example sentences, Margaret Magnarelli is one of the first people to uh, use the word in a published work. That's a big deal. Thanks, Magna. It, Sorry, I thought you were a pseudonym. If your coworker <laughs> confronts you, admit you were wrong. But don't overexplain your snarky comment. She may get angrier. Margaret Magnarelli, Glamour Magazine, April 2002. So that's I all I know say about there's her. There's a ton of um, Great content word. in here. Oh, Jen Aniston. Pit stop. There's a whole Kate thing Bush about in the house. Kate Bush. Was she there? No, Did not Kate her? Bush. Kate Moss. Oh, Kate Moss. Yeah, she's all up in here. Loved her. Um, I'm but it's amazing for- that a writer for Snark uh, for uh, Seventeen magazine. Would make such an impact on our lives. You know, I know it's just like, snarky. oh, somebody's, oh, I thought maybe they were marking that page. I know. So, I know the guy who- How much um, was this magazine? Like 25 bucks. Where'd you, what? Yeah. Where'd I you really get it? wanted it, eBay. I'm going to get more. I want to, I want to get seven, you know, I was thinking about what was I reading when I, in the 2000s, I might not have been reading 17 magazine because in 2000, I was 16. And so I might've been like, you read 17 when you're 13. You read Cosmo mm. when you're 16. So I think I might get Teen Vogue or something. Like, I don't know what I was reading at this time. And I, but I did remember this. I was trying to find one. Oh, God. Ha, girls, you remember teen magazines. How boring were the, the fashion spreads that would fill up like 30 <laughs> pages of just God, boring? We only had like six well, outfits posing. per month to look at. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the guy's version of 17 Stuff you could magazine never was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to say, Chris. Sports Illustrated. Is it Maxim? No. Maxim. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you would get Maxim, yeah. and the back half of Maxim was just endless ads. It was like an unending stream of ads 
And I was like, is this a magazine or is this just like a commercial? Wasn't Maxim really responsible a for men's early eating disorders in the 90s and early aughts? Maxim's never done anything wrong to anybody. <laughs> yeah, nobody. <laughs> All they did was give us great content. And those yeah. questionnaires with women. Year after yes. year after year. I am not joking you. Look at this dress right now. Look at this dress. Okay, it's and a spaghetti then, strap, rainbow colored. Holy shit! Or is it like confetti? Oh my god! Nick. It looks like a. It looks like a, a multicolored. It looks like a, an old school. Uh, like a, you know when you were a kid and you can get like a black desk with like dots on it and it would be like exact same dress. That's so the the style in here you realize is not that different than the style now. <laughs> and then no. this. Look at this technology, cutting edge technology. Edge. It oh says at the god. top. It is oh, a personal edge. TV. TV oh to go. God. It is the size God. of a Game Boy screen. It is black and white. And this is the leading technology in 2000. We've advanced so God. much. But all the stars are the same, really. Man, that pink. company That's got crazy. skunked by the iPhone. Or the iPhone got skunked by them. Who stole whose copyright? Oh, skunked. Yeah. I mean, and look at this. <laughs> We're inventing This is it. one of the most disgusting things I could ever think of. It made me go, because... Everyone knows I don't like socks and like sticky or like wet and socks. Who likes wet and stock socks, right? <laughs> what are you saying? This is an ad Nobody. for Rice Krispie Treats. Who likes wet and socks? Well, Kirsten used to put her socks in her mouth and be like, you didn't like this, Nikki? Oh and I'd be like, stop doing that. And it wasn't because it was like her foot touched it. It's like the cotton of the, the socks cotton. plus like pulling on it with your teeth is disgusting to oh. me. So this it's ad made me hurt. viscerally sick yesterday. It was a sock and there's a Rice Krispie clog that is on the sock. The stickiness of that is Ew. repulsive. Yeah, would, I mean, it looks like were, it's like a human excrement coming from the sock. It's not why like would a, anyone a, go? I'm really hungry for a Rice Krispie after seeing that. That Wait, is like, that is the biggest. Like, why did they think that that would sell more? Is that what it is? Is for Rice Krispie treats? Yes, I think. Why this did was they the think late nineties? Yes, that some I guys for cool socks. white socks stepping on a Rice white Krispie, Krispie treat. Great Holy as strapless sandals. Great is as great as strapless Japanese sandals. Best when eaten. You can tell that they came up with this ad campaign. Like, we'll have it do different things. We'll say it's cool when it's this, but it's bad when it is. <laughs> oh my god! And that's our whole pitch. Um, <laughs> and um, and then at the very end, there's always like one page where it's like star style. And it says vintage Chloe. Boys don't cry. Sevigny. Chloe Sevigny puts together today's hottest looks from fashion's coolest parts. And this was, didn't she give a real blowjob on screen? Yeah. Yes. In Bad Bunny or something? What is it? Brown what Bunny. Was Brown Bunny. Check it this out. Bad Bunny too. <laughs> um, what I've gleaned from this is that we're still obsessed with the same stars. There's Pink in here. There's Jessica Alba. There's... Um, Jennifer Aniston. Clara Danes. And I'm not going to even say... Britney Spears. There was a whole um, article that I buzzed past about um, Columbine. And if it's too soon to sell the video and there isn't a video that they ever sold, but they made a whole thing about it. And I, um, yeah, I would have liked to see that, you know, as a Columbine hunt myself, Freddie Prince Jr. Look at all these stars, Christina Aguilera. They're all still stars. Matt Damon. Um, Freddie Prince. Who is that? Remember her? Yeah, that is. She was a huge star. She was in Will, uh, Fresh Prince, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Angelina Jolie. Um, Laura Prepon. You know who's yes. back who I thought Casey. had retired? And who? Looking Josh good. Hartnett. Yes. 
I know he's back. Someone told me that they think he that's looks who, 30. who Taylor Swift should be with. He's yeah, he like looks good. 40 or 40 What was something. he in? Was he in? Sorry, Oppenheimer. Babe. Was he in? Um, <laughs> he was in um, the, the Black Mirror and he was great yes. in it. And yes. that's what you saw him in? No, I saw him Isn't in Oppenheimer. Isn't he in Oppenheimer? Yeah, yeah he he's in Oppenheimer. Oh, wow. he, where did he go? I thought he had retired. From, and oh, I know he did consciously. He's so fucking good. Yeah, but he chose to retreat now. from the spotlight or not take huge, huge roles. And um, But yeah, he, he's been in some choice things over the years. But man, he looks great. Okay. Well, so he just wanted to, he's listening. I'm just <laughs> considering him for Taylor out, Swift. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to focus on his family life is what it says. Oh, is he married? In an interview. Not um, for long. Whoa. <laughs> just he, he married just uh, an English actress named Taz uh, Tamsin Edgerton in 2012. Oh. What is everybody's stance on Taylor Swift? Is everybody like, completely oh, bought in on this? 2021. I'm, I'm reaching yes. a point where I'm changing, but I don't feel this is a safe space. <laughs> You're changing away from her? No, towards I, her. I'm reaching, no, Anya was on board. I'm reaching a point where I'm, I'm like, is there any other music? Like I spent half an hour in a Starbucks two days in a row and I didn't hear any song that wasn't a Taylor Swift song. And then I started to be like, this is annoying. It's, it's just like all you, I, they can't play Billy Joel for a half an hour, you know, uninterrupted. And I should. And I might even argue that Taylor wouldn't wouldn't um, back that choice by business. No, I like, think that she doesn't want to be the only musician. I think that she I don't I know that everyone's like she's calculated to be the place that she is today, which there I even saw a clip the other day that was saying, Do you ever get tired of the fame and everything? And she was I, I really liked it. I think I sent it to you, Anya, or maybe I didn't, because oh. sometimes I, I like go overboard with sending you Taylor Swift stuff. But she was like I would be so stupid to like all I ever dreamed of was being in a restaurant and having people be like, I can't wait to meet you and like wanting to line up at my table to meet me as a kid. So now that it's happening, I can never, ever say I'm tired. She goes, yes, I do get tired, but I don't get tired of it. And I will never complain about it because this is what I asked for. And I really like that. Yeah, that's actually a cooler stance than most people. Yeah, like, this is what so many things that people complain about. It's like you asked for this me all the time <laughs> this really is what you signed snap up for out of my own thing like i was in a bad mood yesterday doing something i asked to do and i was like shut up you asked for this <laughs> and so I, I i that clip showed up to me in the right perfect moment of like uh, yes i'm allowed to get tired i'm allowed to get a little grumpy but like you always wanted this and this is what you dreamed of and maybe it isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be but like so what your dreams came true so why did you ask, Chris? I'm just curious. And Noah, you're all in, right? I mean, I'm like 85% in. Okay. I'm, I'm working my way towards 100. <laughs> it, I will even say that I'm a little overwhelmed by, I'm sick of being, seeing people's, what I'm sick of, and I just want to be clear about this, there is no part of me which I would have predicted there would be a part of me being like, oh, so now you all like her. I've been on board since whenever. And now you're finally on board. There is a tiny part of me that does say, oh, guess who was right? Looks like I've been right the whole time because she's the most popular artist that will in a couple months ever have existed. She's going to beat out everyone that's ever existed. It's imminent and it's going to happen in terms of sales, in terms of concert goers. It's going to happen. So... I, yeah, I always get bothered when 
like if there's something that I, I'm like, oh, that's kind of feels like it's mine. Yes. And then it goes into a movie and then everybody's like, I love this song. And I was like, oh, that was just oh, sort yes. of like my thing. And now everybody loves it because it was like in Stranger Things or something. Right. And you're like, ah, this sort of stinks. Do you get a, like a feeling of that? Of like, no. no. I'm so happy that she, that everyone feels what I feel because I the feeling of being a Swifty and enjoying her music and feeling like, oh my God, this song makes me feel a certain way or represents this feeling I had that I didn't even know I had. And like the love I feel and the, I want everyone to feel that it's been this thing that I've been like, why isn't anyone else getting on board with this? It's a fucking great feeling. I'm not like, I'm a pretty basic girl. Why aren't other girls getting on board? And so to see it happening is awesome, but stop bragging about your concert going experience. And I also, what does that mean though? What your concert? Cause like, I'm just tired of seeing people's posts about, the Taylor Swift shows. I haven't posted nine separate main feed posts. I did one main feed post about going to Taylor Swift. I do post on my stories, but I don't want to hear about like, I don't want you to pretend like you've been a Swifty the whole time. Let us know that you've been changed. I like that to go. I didn't, I, you know what I, before I wasn't on board and now I'm on board, but don't like, act like you've been there the whole time, even though actually I don't give a fuck. Just be, get on. Yeah, board. What are they Let's supposed to do? Fun. Um, well, and I actually didn't like when this happened. Emily Ratajkowski was like, I used to not like her because I thought something popular wasn't cool. And it turns out people were right. And I kind of was like, oh, I didn't like it because anytime any celebrity mentions Taylor Swift, they get their name in a fucking article with Taylor Swift and it goes everywhere. So everywhere I was seeing Travis Kelsey tries to give Taylor Swift his number. The Chiefs quarterback tries to give Tight Taylor end. Swift his number. And I was like, get your fucking name, get her name out of your mouth. I like pulled a fucking Will Smith about it. Just- I like what, Nikki, what you said though. Nikki said she doesn't want to learn anything about Taylor Swift from anybody Except for Taylor Swift. Yes, that is it. That's all. I, Taylor Swift tells us everything we need to know in her songs. We get more than enough from her. Stop trying to invade her life and make assumptions. I've done it in the past. I'm done doing it. But I will say, I don't like celebrities mentioning Taylor Swift so that they can get an article because we all know now if you put Taylor Swift in anything, it will get picked up by the press. And yes, you can say, well, Nikki, you've been in things about Taylor Swift. I didn't mean to get picked up by press uh, by, by my mentions of Taylor Swift. I didn't calculate it to be like, I'm going to talk about Taylor Swift on my podcast because it's a popular thing and maybe it'll get people talking about, like, I don't try to jump onto her thing to get my fame more by latching onto her. I only latch onto her because I love her. And I think some celebrities, I'm not calling out Emily Ratajkowski or Travis Kelsey, but I think they they position themselves to get a headline because they mentioned her. And I think that's gross <laughs> and I don't like it. And you weren't a Swifty before. I don't like you. I am the biggest celebrity Swifty or one of the biggest. I would argue to say I'm not the biggest celebrity. That's a Swifty by far. I'm not, there's much bigger names, but I am the most, the biggest Swifty that is in the celebrity realm. Yeah, and if I you would have, if anyone that. would think that I would totally honor anyone else throwing their hat in the ring. Come at her. I I think I, mean, I just want to say that I feel like maybe I'm the biggest Swifty <laughs> celebrity. Oh yeah, we didn't even get to you. I've I've been a fan since 20, 2006. I actually knew her in middle school. And uh, you're the biggest Swifty of of somebody who's gotten multiple ideas stolen from him by Hollywood. <laughs> I'm. I bet you I'm not. I'm even. By the way, I'm a late Swifty. Most Swifties would be like, you only got on board during 1989. Where the fuck were you? Like yeah. she was around for a really long time and doing arenas for before I was on board. So I'm even late to the game. So I don't begrudge anyone being late to the game. Just um, actually, 
I take back everything I said. If you like Taylor Swift, talk about it. I don't give a fuck. I, G- gates open. Gates, gates open. open. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Let's enjoy her together. You don't need to know all her lyrics. It's not a competition, even though I just said I'm the biggest celebrity Swiftie. I really actually don't care. I promise you I don't. I don't. I, that is not a crown I want to wear. I'm embarrassed of it, kind of. I don't want Taylor Swift to associate me with like a, a person that is just like an obsessive fan, so I'd like her to see me as a normal person. I just enjoy her music a lot, and everyone can, and it's open. There's someone that could start listening to Taylor Swift today that has never heard of her before and they could be a bigger Swifty than me tomorrow just based on how they resonate with her. So that is well, how I better feel. Do your Final research. word. <laughs> but no, I, there's so much Swifty stuff I don't know. I, there's many songs of Taylor's that I don't know. So I'm not like the best, most educated Swifty. It's not about that for me. It's just about how her music makes you feel and if you love her and like want her mm-hmm. to be happy. Do you feel like she's cast a spell on people? Not not in like a malicious yes. way at all, yes. but like there is something else going on My here. My mom turned to me during a concert and said, everyone here is in love with her. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's gay for her here. Every <laughs> yeah. woman here wants to be with her. When we were at the show, I, she goes, every I woman think, wants to sexually be with her. She didn't say sexually, but that was what she meant. Okay, we got to go. Wait, I Brian. think the lesson to learn is, you know, we all know now that we all got crowns and I think you just need to calm down. Wow. Wow. That's Brian's favorite song. (laughs) All right. That was adorable. Thank you for listening to the show today. Thank you, Chris Convey, for being here. I love you. So I love you too. And um, uh, thank you, Anya. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Noah. My shows are on sale now. NikkiGlazer.com. Come see me in Chicago at the Chicago Theater, September 15th. But I have so many shows all around the country that you can come see me at. I'm so excited. I'm leading up to taping a special. So be a part of that magical... thing that happens in the months leading up to a special where uh, every audience laughter informs what I end up shooting. Um, so I would love to see you guys there. I love you besties. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't be care. And I was trying to think of a Taylor Swift lyric, but I failed. There's no just ones. I'm sure the word just. I have a Taylor Swift lyric search engine that I could type to type in the word just. Just dance. Just dance. We'll be okay. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your your first show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 